This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> Hi, my name's Bill Byrne. I feel honored to be the great Conan O'Brien's close friend. That, oh, God, that do that. That he never calls. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast uh, where we where we just let it all hang out, I think. Does <laughs> <laughs> no. anyone right. say that anymore? Let it yeah, all hang out? No, literally, we're all sitting here nude. Yeah. I think that it just automatically now people think, let it all hang out like you're- you Oh, in the, it was like a term in the, I like, think they're- in the 70s or I late know. 60s, they'd be like, let it all hang out, man. Just be yourself. But now, of course, because people are perverted, yeah, uh, it became um, a euphemism for uh, let your penis hang out yes. of, uh, let your appendage hang out of, uh, of its zipper, its enclosement, if you will. Uh -huh. That's not what I meant. I'm not that kind of comedian. Uh, I meant we just act like ourselves. We oh. just let it all happen. We let it all hang the way uh, a cock. My, okay. <laughs> oh my God. So I don't know why I did that. I, sorry. I went, uh, I had to. I had to get away from this it and then I had to go. That gets on us for doing big dick history. I know. Um, yeah, you had to do another plug for that thing. Very important segment. I, uh, it's funny, you guys talked about, made a joke about us being nude. I, the other day, it was very hot here in Los Angeles, really hot. And you will 
support me on this, Sona. I never wear shorts. No, I very I'm, rarely see. I mean, shorts. it can be. I can be in the desert. It can be like 120 degrees, and I'm always. Uh, my legs are always covered. It's dangerous. Uh, <laughs> what? It's dangerous for you to wear shorts. And for onlookers. I made the mistake the other day of wearing shorts because it was so hot and uh, we were taping the show. Martin Short was the guest and he came out during rehearsal and I wish you had been there for this, Sona, because he is one of the best insult comedians of all time. And we weren't even rolling tape or anything. And he just told in two minutes, 155 cruel <laughs> jokes about my legs um, and me wearing uh, shorts. And I mean, I can't even remember most of them because oh, it was like know. a machine gun and everyone, the crew, everybody oh, was howling and laughing at me. Oh. Now, so you're off to summer camp. Is that the idea, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go to summer camp. Is that? Well, I hope you have a good time, you know. And then, now is that, those freckles, they're benign. Is that, are they benign? Have they been checked? And just wang, 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 wang. Oh, man. And, uh, of course, uh, I maintain he's, uh, you know, funniest human being on this spinning globe. He's hilarious, but merciless and i re i remembered thinking it's the one time i wore shorts and i'm never wearing them again okay i don't care if it's so he hurt your feelings a little bit no no i just it's ah, uh, uh, it's okay if he did he, no it just <laughs> like he found the vulnerability. I must completely <laughs> yeah. i must immediately seal the vulnerability. You know it's like when they built the second uh, Death Star. They didn't build the same vulnerability again, did they, Matt? Yeah, they did. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was worse. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, wow. I, I should have yes ended, but yeah, they did. Well, yeah. Instead of just a thermal exhaust port, you could fly a full sh couple of ships in there and get it this time. I didn't realize that. I can't That's remember. Right. I thought it blew up. I can't remember why it blew up. In the but I get one. what you're saying. I think like one time I wore a sweater with a collar on it and you lit into me and I was like, I'm never wearing that again. I why did you have that sweater? Conan. No, I'm just, what do you mean? Why did he have that sweater? What do you, he just wanted? Why do you have shorts? Well, everyone has shorts. Yeah, but come on. You know, it's you're going to get made fun of. Right. <laughs> it's true. Here's the thing. You make fun of yourself. You're the one who always says how like, pale your skin is, how many freckles you have, how freakishly long your legs are. I had a memory in camp. I was in summer camp in Freedom, New Hampshire. The year was 1974, I think. And I'll never forget, the food wasn't great on this camping trip. And I remember they, uh, someone lopped off a giant slice of Spam and dropped it into a frying pan. Oh. And I looked at it and then I looked at my legs and realize that they look exactly the same. If you want to know wow. what my bare flesh looks like, open any can of Spam from like the 1940s. Yeah. I've and heard look you reference Spam for your flesh before, but I didn't realize there was an actual origin story. To yeah, there was an origin story. I remember looking at it and then looking at my leg and being really bummed out. And then taking a bite out of my leg and realizing it tastes very similar to Spam. I'm not saying this to make fun of you, but I just thought that during the summer, especially when it's really hot, you have to be covered like head to toe to wear a hat and like long pants and like UV protection shirts, which I didn't even know existed until I started working for you. <laughs> and bought well, them in bulk. <laughs> 
I do have UV protection shirts stashed everywhere. Yeah. The way an alcoholic hides bottles. <laughs> I have I have UV just... protection a shirt stashed. So, you know when those any after school movie or whatever when they depict someone who's got a drinking problem, you know, they yeah. it's always someone opens a closet or something and there's all these empty vodka bottles. That's what it's like for me but it's cut off sleeves. It's just the sleeve that comes up that you can buy from some company and they're called like glutey duties and you pull them on and they cover just your sleeves. Glutey duties. And, um, and I've got all those loose fitting shirts that all those companies make. Yeah. And uh, I've got SPF 50 stashed everywhere. I know. It's yeah. not your fault. It's not no, my fault. Not God fault. did it to me. A cruel God. <laughs> yeah. A very cruel God. Uh, well, I'm going to have a guest today who understands my pain. <laughs> That's true. You are. Yeah. yeah. And this is, and maybe, you know, he'll understand. My guest today is a hilarious comedian and co-creator of the Netflix series F is for Family. He's now on a comedy tour across the country and tickets can be found at BillBurr.com. Thrilled he's with us today. Bill Burr, Welcome. Last time you were on, you said you felt great, and you only said that you felt great because you knew that I couldn't take a compliment, that it causes me pain and humiliation. You know what's funny? I forgot that I said that, and that was my thought when I said great this time. (laughs) (laughs) You and I are made of such similar stuff. You understand. So I walked in the door, and you looked up at me, and you went, Jesus. And I went, Jesus. No, you said it first. Oh, I said it first. Okay. I walk in, and I see you, and I go, Jesus. And you say, Jesus. That's all I grew up hearing anybody say when they saw anybody else, good, bad, or indifferent, was Jesus. Ah, oh, Jesus. That was the one I no, that That can mean like, oh, Jesus, I don't like this guy. Or that can mean like, I love this guy, but I'm just not allowed to say that. Yes. <laughs> Jesus was everything. It was just yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, look at this character. Oh, God. Look at this guy. And, you That's know, another one. Could go anyway. Look at well, this character. I knew so many people who weren't funny, but their way of being funny was anyone would walk in the room and go, oh, Jesus, look at this guy coming in here. Look at this guy. Oh, God. Now we're in for it. And you're like, well, there's no joke there. There's nothing there. And you'd be like, oh, God, Jesus. Oh, God, here comes this guy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, here comes trouble. Here comes trouble. Look at this guy. Uh, Hide your wallets. It's just like, it was just, it's standard. They're just like, just lines that just fit. Yeah. All social. You know, we had a bit like that one time, uh, Colin Quinn. Uh He used to do all of those, those social stupid things that people say. Yep. Um, one of my favorite ones that he did was the, and you know me, like you just like, like the arrogant guy and, and you know me, you know, I'm not, t- it's like, no, I don't really know you. I don't you. know you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know you and I don't care to know you. Or you know how I am or whatever. It's just like, yeah, I, I liked, uh, ever since he's done that bit, I kind of realized how many people do it and how self-serving it is. Oh boy. You know me, you know me and me. Oh God, don't get me started. Cause you know me. Yeah. There's another thing. Uh, I knew a producer. You know me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I've never met you before that's, in my that's life. That's why I'm bringing it up. I knew a producer when I first came out to LA, one of my first jobs, and the guy didn't have a sense of humor, and he'd just be like, oh, look at this guy here. Whenever I came into a room, look at this guy. Look at this. Uh-oh. Firecracker. What are you talking about? You've not described my personality in any way. I'm not a firecracker. You don't need to look out. It was filler. It's filling the awkwardness of coming in there. He probably knows he isn't funny. 
He knows he isn't good at small talk, so he's just <laughs> accepted it, and it's his autopilot dialogue. <laughs> but you know, you know I realize it's then, like when Matthew McConaughey goes, "All right, all right, all right." All right, all right that's all right, just right. him. That's just him dealing with being famous and getting from the car to whatever the fuck he's going. You're right. like, okay. He just goes, "All right, all right, all right." He just and he just plows through. I have found, and I hate to admit this, but I have found that if I quickly meet a group of people and they're like, "Oh, Conan," and I go, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" I'll, if there's four of them, I'll say to three of them, nice to And then the last one, I'll be like, I don't know about this guy. Not so sure about him. And the, the first three are like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. And I shouldn't admit that because it works every time. You make the escape during the laugh. I make the escape during the laugh. That's when I get away. That's when that's I, I get in the car really quickly and I go. But if you pick one guy and you uh, go negative hard on him for no reason, the other three like it. They love it. And, and, they, and I don't understand. They, they have status now. Yeah. They have more frequent flyer miles in their conversation with you. Yeah. They're like, oh man, Conan really ripped Matt a new ass. Yeah. So Matt, well, what did Matt, you know, what's, yeah. Matt's I don't know about Nick. Matt's and coach, they got bumped up to business class. Yeah. They feel yeah. great. And you hey, just kept going. Nice meeting you guys. But Nick, I don't know about Nick. Oh man, you should have seen him rip Nick a new <laughs> asshole. He fucking <laughs> tore Nick apart. Did he? All he did was say, I'm not so sure about Nick. Seconds after learning he even existed. Yeah, I know. Dude, he smelled it on you. Oh, man. He just knew who you were. He got you. He fucking roasted you. Yeah. I love, that's a very over, overly used word now, roasted. Yep. Roasted is is an art, and it's like it takes time to really roast somebody, preparation and jokes and all of that. It's just if somebody just gave, came by and, and, you know, shit, they're just shitting on you. Yeah. They're shitting on you. Which is uh, actually more insulting than being roasted because somebody right. cared enough to sit down and get some writers and pretend that they said it, right? That's how most people do it. <laughs> just shitting on somebody. Yes. It's just, that can just, you know, that's just the first thing. Hey, look at your fucking shirt. I saw, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I noticed this a lot too. If you look at how the media covers late night shows, I just noticed that they're always, some late night host will just, do kind of us like more or less say, yeah, you know, Ted Cruz or somebody's, uh, you know, he's not my cup of tea or something. And then you'll read on one of the online things, host roasts Ted Cruz. I hate that. And you're like, yeah, yeah. and then you look at what he said and you go like, not really, but it's all, you know, you got to get clickbait and it's just, and also takedown, total takedown yeah. of Trump. That's that, but that's used straight. That it's used on animal videos too, because I was watching one well, the other actually, day. They actually <laughs> do take each other down. No, but there was one I wanted to see. Something, if anything, if an orangutan had a natural predator, I don't know why I got. I was watching every, every which way you can, and then I just started looking up orangutan, and I just wanted to see if it had a natural predator. And somebody went down this, and I forget what animal it was, but it says you know it absolutely you know destroys the orangutan and nothing happened. Although there was one that said, you know, uh, uh, Wolverine destroys wolf. And what really came up was the wolf came up, bit it a couple times, and then just realized it was more trouble than it was worth. <laughs> but the Wolverine didn't really do anything to him other than just be a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it went away. But the, the, the title, you would have thought it was just like, oh man, this Wolverine's going to somehow hang on to, I mean, this wolf's going to hang on to this Wolverine, take the punishment and kill it. Like usually- uh, but that's but they got you to watch the whole video, <laughs> right. and I think that's the essence now 
of our discourse in the United States is everyone's roasting, taking down and destroying someone else. And then you look at it and they're more or less just saying, you know, I don't really agree with what he did. Yeah. Uh, I don't really agree with their policy. <laughs> the best is when, I like when they take, with comedians, they'll take something you said on a podcast or your material and then they shoehorn it into their political opinion. Yeah, yeah. And then they act like you said it and they're like, wow, I never thought of it that way. It's like, no, this is how you think. And now you're trying to make it seem like I said that. And it's one of those things you can't jump in and say, that's not what I meant because then you just, it's not worth it. It's said a lot nowadays. It's not worth it. Don't get involved. If you pay attention to it, it's strange. If you don't, the world is exactly the way it's always been. <laughs> yeah. I, my advice to everyone listening is really don't pay close attention. Uh, most problems work themselves out, not global warming, but it's too big a problem. I can't think about it. Um, you know, just don't pay too close attention to what's happening in the world. That's a bad message, isn't it? It's it's the only way to protect yourself. I've just gone back and I'm, I'm watching all these movies from the 70s because that was a great time for me because I was young and all. It wasn't a great time for most people, but it was a great time for me. Right. Uh, where I was just a kid and I just had a paper route and I collected football cards. So I go back then, I see the cars, I see the movies, I see the price of gas, and I just sort of tune out what's going on now. It's a way to kind of combat the uh, real bad stuff that is happening and then the chicken little bullshit where everything gets so blown out of proportion now just because they need people to to look at what they're uh you know what they're trying to get you to click on. So uh, I actually stumbled across some good movies. A couple you, ones, you know what I, you I saw that like? I'd never seen. What was uh, Straight Time with Dustin Hoffman? I'd never seen that. Dude, I don't you know if I've gotta seen, that. seen that. Okay, movie. okay. Straight Time with Dustin Hoffman. I'm gonna write that. Oh down. my god, is that a great movie? Um, you know, I just noticed things were looked. They just looked shitty in the '70s. They just yeah. did. When I was growing up, all cops. You know, that I would see all the Boston cops were heavy guys that just didn't look happy or look good. And now I walk around, policemen for the most part are in very good shape. You know, That's something they probably all have Yeah, they have Instagram pages. Yeah. <laughs> and when they're not wearing the uniform, it's like, what's up with those man tits, you fat fuck? So now they all, they get, they, everybody's getting shamed on, uh, <laughs> on, dude, I'm wearing a hoodie right now because even just the, the weight I am right now, because we had three birthdays in my family this month. So I've been eating cake like almost every single night, which has been great. But, you know, at my age, it's just over. So I put on, you know, put on like 10 pounds or something. So now I'm shaming myself wearing the hoodie until I get into T-shirt shape. Here's again. the thing <laughs> that happens to me. I see it because, you know, when we, during this process of like wrapping up the the nightly show after all these years, I'm just constantly exposed to videotape of me over the years. And I can see, oh yeah, in COVID, I gained some weight. And what happens to me, and it's an Irish curse, is your face gets rounder and my cheekbones disappear. And I look at my face and I have such self-hatred and I'll see it and I'll go, you fat fuck. Did I do like, it all the time. Did you like that? You, did you enjoy that food during COVID? You fat fuck. And I'm talking yeah. about myself. Yeah. Hey, you fat faced fuck. You look like yeah. Daniel Patrick Can't go Moynihan. for a walk, princess? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, you know what's funny? <laughs> is we grew up in su in such a bullying time yes. that their voices, they, they've left us decades ago, but their voice is on a loop. Right. Your parents, the, the jerk on your paper route, the bullies, all of that is like on a, uh, on a loop. So I'm interested to see where this new uh, way of doing things is going to go. What do you mean the new way? Well, having fat people on billboards, 
and being called heroes and stuff. They're just going the complete other direction. Like where that leads. And are they, people and, calling them heroes? Yeah. I think people are not shaming them, but who's saying you <laughs> you took that burger so I could live? Who's who's acting like they're heroes? You Is know what doing? I mean. You okay. know what I mean. You know how bad. Uh, you know me. You know how you we know got me. it. How bad we got it. And we were in shape. And because we were orange people, what happened to us? Like everybody got it back in the day. And now like not only are they, you can't give anybody any shit. I mean, you're basically preventing them from getting, you know, early onset diabetes with the fat shaming. You really are. It's, that's that's it's, what you're doing. Not, you're, 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 it's not your motivation. It's just because you, you don't like your parents or something. So you attack the fat kid, but in a way you're helping them out. And I don't think putting them up on the billboard Cheering them on to continue eating these Hostess cupcakes That's is the not- way to go. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> you know. I'm fucking around. You're fucking around. Okay. You know, but you know what? It was a different time. I, there's, the, you were just talking right now about it was the 70s and I was in a summer camp and I really was unhappy and the counselors weren't nice. Uh, it was this camp up in Maine. I'm not going to name it. <laughs> no one was nice. No one was nice in the 70s. And what happened was- I remembered my the sunblock had just come out, and literally in the previous summers when I went to camp, I got so badly burned because I'm a red haired guy in oh, the yeah. sun because I had no dude. He looks like a lobster. You look like a lobster. <laughs> and um, I I re- remembered. Oh, we're going out on the on the water. We're gonna get in these aluminum canoes. Uh. I'm gonna cook. So I ran up to my cabin and I quickly put on some sun protection on my legs and I went down and the guy who ran the boating expedition, the counselor who must've been about 20 years old was like, well, 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 look who's late. Why were you late? And I said, well, you know, I had to put on my son, my son. Oh, he had to put on his son. And he got all the kids to laugh at me. And I'm like, no, I just, I just, it's so, the sun, oh, the sun hurt. And just, I thought today that's a lawsuit. But back then that was just Will you called- do us the honor and yeah. come aboard, Mary? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was just non- Oh, would you like, you think you're ready now to get on the boat? Oh, would you like a parasol? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, but- how's Precious doing? Do we need to go ashore? Yeah, it was all, it all was that. <laughs> So it was. I mean, I, was. I have a hard time describing that to. Yeah, I don't but now know I'm s- finding though it's it's this becoming like this overcorrection where you know there was some some scandal recently and one of the people was a gatekeeper. You know, it's all the same story. These are all the, all the you're a gatekeeper. It's just like no, it's just like my fucking job to watch people. And if I feel it's like what my boss who I work for, they're acting like they're up. You're like ah, I'm not gonna make your dream come true. They were just saying like, dude, I showed up and they were like, you know, we already have enough freckled face jerk offs, you know? And it's just like, dude, they, that's a bad example. But like, they, that's how casting directors talk. Right. Like when you walk up, what, if you look like a plumber, like that's what, that's all they think. And they're just going plumber, plumber, plumber <laughs> until you start talking and they get to know you. It's your job to get yourself out of there. That's like, you know, uh, you know, my whole fucking acting career. I know. Your acting-, acting career, the second I showed up, they're like, oh, doesn't get the girl. Doesn't know how to <laughs> doesn't know how to fight. Fireman, cop. You know what I love. Until 
I lost my hair and I, sh- and then the UFC came along. So everybody yep. like you shave your head. People, th- you know, it's all in the ears. You know, the cauliflower ears, they know you can't fight your way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> but wasn't it like Vince Gilligan? I have podcaster ears. Vin- Vin- <laughs> <laughs> you must be a podcaster. Your ears yeah. are pristine. Uh, Vince, Vince Gill- Gilligan. Vince Gilligan saw you and knew like for Breaking Bad, he saw, he saw that he didn't put you in like a narrow slot. He didn't put- Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He, he he gave me the role that I always wanted to do. And what was great about it is uh, I worked with Lavelle Crawford and he was such a physical presence. The, the fun working with him was I didn't have to be tough then because it's, it was just, I was just brokering like, listen, you, you don't want to deal with this guy. Let's just, let's, that Benneke scene. That's yep. all that was. Like, this is what's going to happen blah, 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 blah. And we're going to keep this guy happy. So then I didn't have to to do all of that stuff, but I still got to be this sort of guy that goes around, you know, dirtbag, like threatening people. And it was so much fun. Um, so it was your dream to be a dirtbag, threatening people. <laughs> well, yeah, just being the guy that does everything right. I mean, you're going to end up driving like an ice cream truck in a movie. Who wants to do <laughs> I mean, I want, I want to be driving the Starsky and Hutch car, at least be the guy, like one of my dreams acting gig is I always wanted to be the perp getting chased down an alley yep. that throws the trash can down. And then right when you get to the chain link fence, they grab you and you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you then they interrogate you. Get, you get halfway up yeah. the chain link fence, but they, they grab, grab you, you by your waist and they drag you down. And you're like, no. Yeah, then I got to become the dirtbag informant and they start pulling me out in daylight because I'm not giving them all they want. I'm like, come on, man. You can't be coming up to me out here, man. <laughs> Maybe I'm using like who didn't like I love that character. I always wanted to. What's great about those? I love it that you, that's what I love you at eight, nine, ten years old, paper route, uh, looking up at the screen and saying, "That's me. I'm the guy that they're dragging into daylight, uh, so that so that everyone else will know I'm a snitch and I'll get the shit kicked out of me." That's what I want to be. Yeah, I don't see any uh, fun in playing the cool guy ever. Right. It's just like, and, and I also don't think like, you know what it really is, is, is it's how I look. So what I've learned, the key to acting is like, if is if you don't look like these beautiful people, is you just steer into, you know, your shortcomings, you just steer into them. Right, right. So I sort of like, you know, with some of the acting gigs I got lately, like when I come into hair and makeup, I just go, okay, my head's a blank slate. Like how dumb can we, I did something um, uh, for this kid, uh, uh, Tyler Falbo, we did this thing that we sold on Quibi and then that they went under and we're going to see where it's going to land. But I did, it was this guy who was basically stuck in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So I had those really bad nineties hair plugs. You remember those antlet <laughs> yes. things? So they yes. gave me, remember the guys would just get like a line of them and then they'd run out of money and then try to grow them back. <laughs> so it was like, I had those with like, it, you know, the, the thing, the stuff on the side and then sort of like a mullet and a bad yeah. like yeah. tribal tattoo peeking out. And it's just like, I find, um, I don't know. Those are the guys I kind of like watching. Uh, another thing great about watching 70s movies is like the character actors and what they added to scenes and stuff while the movie star was in there. Uh, you know, I watched you know, some Clint stuff. So a lot of like Jeffrey Lewis in there and um, Harry Dean Stanton and yep. just guys like that. And then I think coming out of all of that would be Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like he, yeah. ha- he has a movie. I can't even get through it. His character is so excruciating. I had to watch it in 10 minute clips. I forget it. It was He was a banker with a gambling problem. And he starts taking money out of the bank gambling. (laughs) And it's just every time you just like, 
you start you start getting caught up in his gambling, like you're rooting for him to win. And of course he starts winning and you're like, you know, cash out, go back to the fucking room. And he wouldn't, I, I got about 50 minutes into it and I never finished it. And it's like Sandler in Uncut Gems. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. so good, but you're rooting for him to go further into his addiction and then get out just in time. Oh, that last, the last oh my bet God. that he has, the yeah. last bet that he had. I mean, I was like, I was, I was, I was watching the game with him. But you know, it's funny. There's, there's stuff too. Uh, Nick Kroll came on my show once early on and he did a bit where he imitated a guy in a 70s movie eating. And he was like a dirtbag detective. But in the oh, 70s, yeah. things weren't as cleaned up as they are now in movies. You know, now we depict wealth a lot. We depict people being beautiful. With this. And and Nick Kroll does this great impression of a guy and he's just talking and he's he's in a shitty diner somewhere. He's in Boston or he's in New York and he's not done, and he's talking and he maybe he's a cop, maybe he's a and he's talking and he's just jamming fries. And so he brought fries out and he was just jamming them. Do you remember that? I do remember that. He was that. jamming them into his that mouth really and talking at the same time. And I thought, you're right. That is every movie in the 70s is someone <laughs> pushing greasy, unhealthy food into their mouth while they're telling you about the deal, what's going to happen with the deal, and uh, shoving- It's actually a pet peeve of mine is actors eating in scenes. Yes. Because- <laughs> They don't eat. Either, no, oh, but if they do eat, they overact eating. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, can you close your fucking mouth? <laughs> I don't need to hear, listen to you smacking that whatever the fuck it is you're eating in Dolby surround sound. <laughs> Well, Which, by the way, scares the shit out of kids. <laughs> I took my daughter, she's four years old, to go see one of those Snoopy movies, some rated G thing. And first of all, you get in there, it's pitch black. And then because they know the parents are there, they're trying to get you to see the, the PG. They show PG trailers, but right, there's like right. people dying and there's bad people. And that it just like- It's freaked. scary. I had to pull her out. Oh, no. But we got like eight, we, a Toy Story it was. And then she'd actually seen it at home. And, but because we were in the dark and it was so loud that the by the time Sid came along, oh. she's like, "Dad, I don't want, I don't want to see Sid." I go, "You don't want to see Sid?" She goes, "No, Sid's a bad guy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's so loud that it's I overpowered. Was just like, I was like, "All right, let's let's get out of here." You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus... They also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. 
Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to that do helps. anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Mm. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. Come on, if most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B, Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B, it's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, 1 billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not, that's more people than are on earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> that's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You and I have this shared obsession about the 70s, and we go back and forth. We text each other. Uh-oh. I know where this is going. Well, we got into a thing where you started talking about how Chips is one of the great TV shows of all time, and I responded, no, no, no. Chips is an absolute piece of shit. And <laughs> I think we both overstated. We probably both overstated. <laughs> you, I love shows. That, you know, Ellie has changed so much and right. they don't give a shit about history. RFK was shot right down at the Ambassador yeah. Hotel. Right. They knocked that fucking thing down. Oh, I it's didn't like, know It's that. like a little kid's school now. Oh, 
No. You go to Dallas, they went too far. It's like you step into the Zapruder film. <laughs> it's, they haven't changed anything. No, they've got a ride you can take. <laughs> yeah, they have like in, an X. In Dealey Plaza, you can get in a car and you can drive through. <laughs> they, and shoot they shoot you with paintballs. They shoot you with paintballs. And uh, yeah, and oh then you God. go, I want to go around again. Um, you know, I want to be Jackie this time. <laughs> Uh, it's awful. It's awful. And apologies to everyone, but this is what it is. This know? is what it is. But this here- is what it is. But I'm telling you, every show was the sergeant or whoever getting them all together and saying, guys, we got a problem. And Ponch and John and everyone's, they kid around first and they, they, you're going to be in the disco contest? You know, yeah, maybe I had Ponch is like, yeah, yeah, I'll be in a disco contest. Ponch, you can't disco dance. Hey, you'll see. I'll show Another you Another show did the same thing called Hill Street Blues. But because it was in New York, oh, it's so gritty. It was the same show. It was such a different show. It was show. the same show. It was not hey guys, the same show. Hey guys. You're out of your fucking mind. Hey it's guys, not the he same show. He made a catchphrase. <laughs> hey, guys, be careful out there. Okay. He had a catchphrase. That's fine. They, and then the crazy guy with so the black hat and nah, nah, nah. with the mustache biting on people. No, what are you talking about? Hill Street Blues and is that nuanced guy. Citizen they Kane. And that Southern guy in that leather coat. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. History I'm from Texas, plus. but I became a New York fucking police officer. Oh my God, this is so great. You can shit on anything. Ships had the first fucking trans guy. They didn't even know it. They had Bruce Jenner. She, Caitlin. Well, he, Bruce, you can, she, you can see the he. Caitlin. They. I'm beyond you on pronouns. God damn it. My point is this. That was the bear claw on top of the bed. Hey, you just yelled they, and that wins the whole pronoun thing. I retreat. But my, my point is this. Uh, you watch Chips, and the big flaw of the show is that the guy always says, okay, there's a problem. And they're, they're like, what's the problem? Someone's robbing jewelry on the highway from trucks. It happens. It doesn't happen. No crimes have ever I'm been in. committed. I'm in. I gotta Every see the episode. single episode, there's like, there's art heists and it's happening on the highway. There is a, there's a forgery ring. Oh, do they have a warehouse? Should we go raid it? Let's go raid their warehouse. Did you no, audition no, no. for They're the They're on moving trucks. They forge on moving trucks at 65 miles an hour and the only people that can bring them down are two guys on motorcycles. You know what I like? You know what my favorite thing I did about audition that? and I got turned down. <laughs> was when they would have like, first of all, whenever they would show them, if they did a wide shot of the traffic, you could clearly see that they were driving maybe 18 miles an hour. Yes. Everybody was sort of like in formation. And then my favorite thing was when they would have the car pileup, like the 20 something car pileup yes. on a clear day. Everybody just slamming into each other. Right. At the end, there was still that guy in the end who still doesn't see the whole highway is full of crash cars, hits it full speed. Yes. And inexplicably not only launches himself over the pot, the audio, he's still on the gas. It's going, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. well, Bill, what younger- I was just figured he had like a heart attack. No, he no. Like, ah. <laughs> what younger listeners don't know is that the way we drove cars in the 70s is we would put a cinder block on the gas pedal and then we would climb into the back seat. Yeah. And we would- it's the uh, first Tesla. Yeah, that's what, that's what we did back then. That's the way things worked. Maybe you were too mature. That's what it is. You're an elitist. You were on your way to your Ivy League school. <laughs> Look at this dribble. I'm going to write for the Tasty Spoon or whatever the fuck it's called, right? And, and then- There's no place called the Tasty whatever the, Spoon. Whatever the, no, that was a hamburger joint. Whatever the fuck it was. Tasty Pudding. No, no, that's not- I never worked with those people. Whatever the fuck, yeah. You look that was down. the worst. I looked down on them. 
Whatever Listen, that was, whatever. T- <laughs> oh, I got my stuff. Oh, father, I wish to go to Harvard. Why is that, son? I wish to write for the Tasty Spoon. <laughs> my first treatise will be on the flaws in chips. Listen, Mistakes I, I made. I wasn't doing well. I got a D in math and was pulled out of Little League Baseball. And my dad had a one for all and all for one. And all of us, all the kids had to leave sports. And then he was antisocial. <laughs> so then we never went back to him. Uh, my D in math ended it. So, I mean, I needed something to pick me up. So I didn't, I didn't feel like thinking. Right, right. So I watched it. And, and who was cooler than Frank Poncherello? He was tan. He had pigment. He had nice fucking white teeth. He was <laughs> good looking guy. Crushing ass. He's a very good. It was guy. great. It was like the and he was right next to the prototypical good looking Hollywood guy. Yep. The blonde haired, blue eyed dude, and he was getting all the ass. Yeah. He was yeah. very progressive. And he had Bruce Jenner pre Caitlin. Talk okay. to me about Hill Street Blues. Talk to me about that. Was, was he on 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 Houston Street down there? In the, in the, in the, get, get the crazy guy with the black hat. Come on, I'm, I'm fucking with you because I. I love Hill Street Blues. <laughs> I actually have the theme song on my phone. You do? Yeah, I love, I I hear love it. it. I love. What do you mean you have it on your phone? I want to hear it. I want to hear, hear it. The, the, the... I feel like you don't believe me. No, I, I, believe I have you. the. You know, it's another great one. You the, know what's funny? The, the Dirty Harry uh, soundtrack is a oh, great yeah. one. That's a great one. But you know what? I have on my. F- I swear to God, I have this on my phone too. It's great. I shut my phone off because I'm a professional, unlike yourself. <laughs> No, well, I don't believe in that. You've been doing this a Dude, long time. Dude, your glasses thick enough? Would you get those from your sister? <laughs> <laughs> I'm look trying to make my face look less He's fat. He's over there dying in his stockings. I'm making my face less fat. I have the- uh, I've needed glasses for at least eight years and I refuse to get them. Oh, really? Yeah, I just feel like it makes your eyes weaker. Because I feel like once you start wearing them, your eyes adjust to that and then don't, you take them off. Right. So you're just going like to not always... see stuff. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I wish I could not hear some things, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I hear you loud and clear. I hear there. you loud and clear. I hear you dude. loud and clear, buddy. All I have now is the Jeffersons, Taxi. You know who wrote the theme song and sang it? Was the one who played Wilona, the, the neighbor on Good Times. Oh, she wrote and played. Uh, and sang that and song, sang the it. greatest song ever. How talented was she? Rest of salt. She just passed Sanford away. and Son theme, one of the great themes of all time. That's Quincy Jones. Dude, this, I swear to God, the, I, I the had music, it and it The took opening it away. music in the 70s was I got this fantastic. One. <laughs> <laughs> you have that on your phone. Do you listen to that when you're like on the treadmill? What do you no. mean? Then I like the gentleman the San Diego Chargers. Versus the Buffalo Bills because of that man. <laughs> right there. Original James Simpson. 200 yards last week, 180 yards this week. And it was the most exciting fucking yes, thing. it was. When Howard Cosell would do the fucking highlights. Oh my God, I get chills. I get chills when I listen to that. I can't find this. I have a theme from F Troop. I don't know why. I never got into that show. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's absurd, and it's uh, why can't you be that kind of chips? <sighs> you know what? I'll give chips another chance, it's but because they're on horses instead of motorcycles, <laughs> you forgive them. No, I give it up for Punch. I give it up for Estrada. He's great. He's you know one of the coolest things that ever happened to me is a stand-up. I did a benefit for the uh, LAPDs, and uh, I showed up. It was during the day, and I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go, and it ended up being great. We had a great time, and I was standing up there, and when I looked in the crowd, Frank Poncharella. Uh, Eric Estrada was there yeah, because he still has like a connection with those guys from doing the stuff all the years. And I looked at him, I gave him a little nod. He gave me the smile, gave me the nod back. Isn't that nice? Yeah, but I had to leave because I had something to do. So I didn't get to say hello to him. There's a restaurant. And I could have said, despite what Conan thinks. Oh, come on. (laughs) 
I have a great respect for Eric Estrada. I just think the writers were doing a lot of coke. I think they were trapped. They were trapped. All the crimes had to be committed on moving vehicles going 65 miles an hour. They were hemmed in. Can you imagine the fun they had in that writer's room pitching show ideas? All right, this guy uh, steals waterbeds. He does it on the 101. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he does. He steals them on the 134, but then he takes them to the 101. The only way we can catch him is if only we had police. No, he's an environmentalist. He steals the waterbeds and then he empties them in the LA River. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking reboot the series. And we'll do it the way you want it. I want it to we'll, be. Hey, this time we do it right. That was, was a big 76. Come on, Conan. What do you say? One more time. One more time. And this time. One more time. This time we do it right. We do it right. <laughs> we do it for punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We uh, do we even know what we're talking about, Sona. Do you know these shows? You know Chips. I know Chips. Right. I, re- I, I know might chips. be too hard on Chips. I might be. I I, I don't I don't remember a lot of it, but You're I do remember generation. it was a lot of crimes on on like wheels. Right. It was very art mobile. forgers that would paint the forged yeah. art in a moving truck. Yeah. Which uh, you know it, I don't know. It got to me. It got to me, and I I probably overreacted. But look, I I just the, 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 you're acting like they pres- they won awards. <laughs> They didn't. Okay. These guys, they got health insurance. <laughs> People enjoyed what happened. I mean, you, you got to like look at it for what it is. You're right. You can't get mad that pop music isn't Frank Zappa or Miles Davis, whatever the hell you're into. You got to, you got to well, look. You pretty much nailed it there, buddy you, boy. You got to, oh, you know, at the Tasty Spoon. Well, listen, the maybe. only music we'd listen to was Zappa. Yeah. After we and would, Miles we Davis. deconstructed the masterpiece that was F Troop. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's wacky. He wears his cowboy head sideways. <laughs> I was a no child. wonder I didn't get into fucking Harvard. I oh, thought it was because I was man. dumb. I was just watching the wrong shows. Would you guys like these shows now? What like, shows? I, or is it nostalgia? Like liking Chips and the F Troop and do you know what's that? great about those shows? Huh? Is they weren't trying to be ironic. They weren't trying to ironically be cheesy. And I, yeah, I find yeah. that a lot of stuff nowadays is like that. That that whole. Um, it's so bad, it's good thing. Yeah, oh. I over. agree with you. And then people started writing towards that. And I thought there was sort of a bad period in in uh, writing comedy where the mainstream was everything was awkward. This happens, then this happens, and then it's just awkward. So then you didn't really have to write a punchline. You just sort of had everybody had to sit around like, Ugh, okay, would you like some more salad? I mean, just everything <laughs> just sort of ended like that. And um, I- uh, that's why on F Troop every week, someone would, <laughs> the cannon wouldn't go off and then someone would, frust- it, out of frustration, kick it. One of the wheels would fall off. It would go sideways. It would shoot the tower and the tower would fall and a guy would have to jump. And I thought when I was seven years old and they were watching reruns, I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. I just thought it was hilarious. They weren't trying anything other than just to amuse me. But wh- yeah, <laughs> what was the subtext of that? That white people aren't that guilty because we were just these fumbling, bumbling idiots. <laughs> yep. So how dumb must have been the Native Americans? <laughs> but they that weren't was Native message. Americans. They were Italian men. <laughs> they were Italian. That's what makes it, it's more anti-Italian <laughs> than anything else, if you think about it. F Troop is anti-Italian. It's Italians that are so confused, they think they're Native Americans. I know. There was, uh, oh yeah, I saw old Hawaii 5.0 one time. The perp they were going after was Asian. And they're yeah. on the- they're on, they're in Hawaii. Right. They could at least just hire a Hawaiian, but instead, nope, they still hired a sort of tan white guy. And I don't know what sort of invisible tape they put 
to right. try to make his eyes look Asian, but it was making my eyes well. I couldn't, like, it was just. Yeah, it, it happened. That's what was on, that was in the movies and on television. I mean, anyone who watches Breakfast at Tiffany's now and sees Mickey Rooney, do they even show that movie anymore? Have they excise that part? Like, that, there's no way. I, I, I'm not, I don't believe that, uh, I, it's a weird thing where I don't think that they should because they should show how ignorant white people how right, we right, were right. and what happens when there's one culture just dominating the whole, like that's their fucking narrative. Right, right. But uh, I don't know. Let's try to go a little more positive here. I love those women that are just like timelessly beautiful. The the, the woman in uh, in in the movie you just said, I always forget, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Audrey, Audrey, Audrey Hepper. Hepper. You yeah. know, I saw the other day in, in uh, Point Blank, Angie Dickerson. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Gorgeous. Have you seen, uh, it's so funny, I ran across a photo of Angie Dickinson from like 1962. It's a Western, I'm 1961. She's the most striking human being uh, yeah. I've ever seen. She's just so absolutely gorgeous. And then she was just beautiful, consistently. Which gets back to me why I steer into, I go the other way. If there's going to be people like that in the movie, my only hope of getting in there is to just, you know, ramp up my baldness and weird looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here's here's an area we could help me because, you know, I'm at a crossroads. You know, I've done um, as much t late night TV as one can possibly do. I gave it my all. I'm very happy to move on to something else now. Movies, what's, I've never given it a shot, but I've always thought you are, when I see you in a movie or a TV show in a dramatic role, I completely buy it. You're very good. Oh, I think that you. I if I showed up in a movie uh, or a TV show in a dramatic role, uh, it would be a complete disaster. No, you'd have to hide in the person is what you have to do. So what you'd have to do is just change your look, have them change your look, and then, you know, do a different walk and a different way of talking and stuff like People that. People would and still see, I get I know, You know what? I did one long, uh, Zombiever, a movie about zombie beavers. Uh-huh. Um, and I did a scene with John Mayer. And John Mayer, they put this shit on him and a mustache and he did an accent and like people didn't notice it was him. I mean, you figured it out after a while, but- You figured it out when his character picked up a guitar and shredded. Shredded, yes. <laughs> no, but there's a thing. But then there's that thing where if they initially don't know it's you, then they'll give you a chance. Like, oh shit, that's cool. I don't know. I got the beady eyes, those thin lips. People he's was doing that. He's like that guy that's not going to kill himself and he's just threatening suicide. No, Conan, <laughs> you're great. <laughs> Yeah. I saw you as that extra in that SNL sketch a long time yes! ago. Yes. That's exactly what I was doing. Destroyed. I was I was pulling it you. It was a in. little distracting how tall you were compared to all the other extras. It became <laughs> became Gulliver's Travels as you got up and walked. I looked like I thought Lurch. there was little people shooting harpoon rope around you. Get him off of the set. Oh no, you can you can basically or you could sit there, you know, God knows. Well, you could talk me up. You could bring me in on something. Huh? You know, you could do me a favor. You could Conan, why don't you write a a short, just write a short, okay? Conan the Barbarian mm -hmm. rebooted. Yeah. And this time he's a shirtless pasty guy who's done with the talk show world. <laughs> <laughs> and you're hunting down the creators of chips. Yes. Everybody in the writer's room, one by one. And yes. this is the thing. As ridiculous as that is, do you then do the short as serious as humanly possible? Right. And those fuckers, you know they need a job at this point. They right. need insurance. They'd be willing to get offed. And I do it in black and white. I do it like in that very classy looking black and white. Or, so that it ha it looks like an art film. Or you, or you do it like a he the heavy metal, what they used to do back in the day on the ballad ones, where you start in black and white. And then when the guitar and it really kicks in, then they would go into color. Remember that? Yeah. You could kind of like open it up to all genres. Would you invest in this movie? Absolutely. Okay. And my investment would be the 
greatest encouragement. (laughs) 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 That's my favorite thing in, in divorce proceedings. You know, so-and-so supported this person. Like they're out there doing all the work. So you can do it, honey. Then they stay home. And they become a house manager. Oh, I thought you were hanging out by the pool while the nanny raised the kid. I didn't know you were managing the house. And the second there's money there, all of a sudden, I, I was the CEO of the breakfast cereal section. Therefore, I would like 90 grand a month. You have no idea the pressure I was under to keep those plastic cereal bins full. God knows he wasn't around to pour the milk. Oh, Bill, we can help Sona. Sona is about to give birth to twin boys. She's never had kids before. And I'm telling you, she has, she has a little, uh, she has a little dog, Oki. And she's, she's got to go. She can't, exactly. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me, Bill. I keep telling her. She says, oh, that this dog is the center of our lives. Oh, look what Oki did. We yeah. got all these pictures of Oki. We found a funny hat for Oki to wear. Oh, isn't this great? She and Tack, Oki, Oki. And I told her the minute these twins show up. It's over. You're not even going to feed that dog again. It's oh, going to be on. mafia war between the dog <laughs> and the babies. Yeah. And, and it's just going to, they're just going to look at each other and they're just going to know somebody has to go. Oh, yeah. no. There's only you're so gonna much. Have to, you, you ever see Sophie's Choice? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. That we dog's got it. How big help. is that dog? She's like a little 15 pounds. Doesn't matter how big dog. the dog is. She's Doesn't so matter. You know what? I, this, is what? This is what you do. If you want to keep the dog, yeah. you got to you gotta get those little loop things, metal loop things put in every room. And then you get a short lease and you just have to have the thing chained to the wall <laughs> the entire time. Oh my God, no. No, I, I'm fucking <laughs> It might be great with kids. Yeah. I it might eat them. Fine. You never know. No. That's the fun thing with dogs. I had to get rid of my dog. You did? You did? Yeah. What happened? Well, I did it. I was a man about it. I wasn't like one of these people that fucking took her to a shelter. What'd you do? I took her out back myself. No. <laughs> Gave her a hundred dollars. Yep. Gave her a favorite <laughs> snack. Wait, put two really? right behind her ear. Oh, That's not- no. No, I- <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, you know what? My- uh... oh, shit. No, my- <laughs> Two right behind no, the ear. No, I- uh... oh, Shit. I, I, no, I, my, my trainer ended up uh, taking her and she's still alive to this day. And I still get to see, I haven't seen her much during the pandemic because there hasn't been a lot of travel, but like. But was he, there tension because, between, uh, what was the reason? You just, it just didn't work. Cause it, tr- it was, it tried to kill all of my friends and we just knew that it was, it wasn't going to work. And I, um, it put it this way. The dog was hard for my trainer to handle. Like he had to, he said, I had a slow cooker for like two years and now she's finally can be friends with another dog which is amazing when i watch the videos i'm still nervous because she's you know a strong dog what kind of dog was it oh i don't want to i don't want to spread the rumors got it Uh, yeah got it but a powerful dog a cocker spaniel they bite more people (laughs) cocker cocker spaniel i didn't know that cocker spaniel i'll tell you what he was a fucking one bastards who if i was running shit i'd get him the fuck out of this country you know there those fucking large poodles Oh, well, you it's a put, combination yes, yes. of their size, their energy, and the the people that own them, oh and their God. inability to control them. Those fucking things come just dragging their owner down the street with their. F- you know what? They got the same haircut. One of my favorite. You want to talk about disappearing into a character? Uh, Sean Penn in Carlito's Way. Yeah, Kleinfeld. Yeah, lawyer. Kleinfeld, you ain't a lawyer. You a gangster. <laughs> that? And he, he, had, he had the perm. Yep, yep. And then he had like- the, We had glasses, And he right? was balding. Oh my God. It, it's one of my favorite Sean Penn movies. I love that movie. 
Even though I did the Pacino line. I just, <laughs> Kleinfeld. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? Yeah, so basically, you know, I love the dog so much. It was like, I cried. I cried when, uh, I, had, when I had to give the dog up. And um, I gave her up. And then when she came back, you know, I, I brought her around the house. I had her on a leash and everything. I just wanted to see. And my baby was sitting on the bed where she used to sit. And she looked over and I saw her ears go up, which I knew from training, don't let her fixate. But I was like, let me just let her fixate and see what she does. And she looked over at the baby, ears went up and she went. Oh. I was like, all right, that's why you live in a different state. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I have, uh, I had a golden retriever uh, when we brought- Oh, those fucking well, when kiss we, asses. When we, but they're great for a baby. What? We brought my daughter home as a baby and this thing, my daughter would, would crawl Michael up. J. Fox said the greatest thing on your show, I think, about a golden retriever. He said, they're great dogs, but they'd go home with anybody. Yeah. If you're having a kid, my daughter used to pick up a block, crawl over and just wail away on the golden retriever. And it sits there and takes it. And it looks at you like, this is my due. You know why? This is my due in life. And I'll take it. It's a child. It doesn't know. I need to be patient. That's exactly what what you want. That's not what it is. What is it? They got no heart. (laughs) Any dog. I'm just going Boston guy. Any dog that lets some little shit kid. I understand once with the wood block, but at some point you got to look over like, no heart. He's got no heart, dude. He got no heart, dude. Dude, he's fucking soft. Letting them walk all over them. <laughs> I'm not saying you got to oh bite him. You could give him a growl. Give him a little snap the jaws. Let him know what he's dealing with. No, that's great. That uh, my uh, Yeah, I'd love to have a dog again. I always wanted a bulldog, but I just can't imagine having a bulldog in this heat out here. I also worry about, don't bulldogs have bad hips and they start to fall apart after that's, like That's uh, German Shepherds. The guy with the bad hips. The the. Bulldogs, there's some flap in the back of their mouth. You got to get it removed. But know? it's like they were genetically mute. They were created by people with lots of breeding. And then they've got some flaw that makes their life a living hell, don't they? Yeah. they. I don't know. I, I really would love to under, have somebody explain to me how you breed a wolf down to a bulldog for the specific job of, of weren't they like, they, they bite a bull in the nose? I don't know. Like, all, half of my knowledge was- <laughs> giving to me in a bar room. Um, I don't know, but like, <laughs> it's like there's some dog, like yeah. the foxhound. They right. like bred it so it could be like with the pointy snout and long body so it could go down the fucking hole and get the goddamn thing or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's like, how do you, how fucking perverted are you? If you're kind of sick. If you're well, just, you think of like a German scientist, you know, thinking yeah. about how we're going to breed this down and we're going to get this animal so that it has a long, thin paw so hey, it Conan. can reach into a window and grab a jewel. You know, they, yeah. it's amazing. I bet if that dog over there, look at the legs on that dog. I bet if that dog fucked this dog over here. <laughs> <laughs> when they were done banging, <laughs> we could get ourselves a longer dog. <laughs> <laughs> just hear me out. And then we, we just keep doing it. Yeah. We create our own species. We'll be gods. With the longest fucking dog you ever saw. Longest fucking dog you ever saw. There'll be women around the block lining up. What's happening is people did that. People did that. And people continue to do it. All right. And where is that on Twitter? I'm going to wrap this up. 
You, uh, you the, the, the dog breeding thing? You know what scared you? The last hour, that's what scared you away? The dog breeding? Oh, no, it didn't scare me away. I just, you know, we got to keep things to time. We run a tight ship. I don't know how you do it, but uh, we like to kind of uh, think. It's going Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. You're good at math. You went to an Ivy League school. I'm good at math. I know what an hour is. Yes. Thank God. Thank God I went to Harvard. They taught me that an hour is composed of 60 individualized minutes. Uh, they taught me that and the other thing, not because it was easy, but because it was hard. Um, Some people choose to say you're good at math. <laughs> I choose to say why. And I choose to say why. God, that's a fun Some people would be happy banging Jackie Onassis. <laughs> Others would have to bang Marilyn, too. <laughs> Some people look at a short dog and think it's long enough. <laughs> Others say, what if that dog fucked another dog? It was somewhat longer. You'd get a longer dog. We're going to do that in this century, and we're going to do the other thing. Not because By the, the end of this century, <laughs> we will have the right dogs fuck each other. So a dog can go down that hole and end that fox's life. <laughs> Some people say, why won't you leave that fox alone? I say, why not kill it? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, we're okay. not going to top that one. We're not going to top that one. We get uh, out right now. We get uh, out right Bill now. Burr, uh, we even want more. Bill Burr, come on. Let's just, why don't you just come on this thing like every week and we'll just be like, Jesus, Jesus, and then we'll do this and it'll be the easiest I'll come thing on whenever you want. All right. Oh. It's a great time of the day. I will look you in the eye and I will say I love you. I love you too. All right. And if us two gingers got together with the dog. <laughs> we could have a threesome and then a red-headed fucking dog. Oh my God. They right. already made one. There's a dog that looks like us. I know, there is. There's a white one with the freckles on the nose. I know, one of those, I know. It's all a the, hound. All the other dogs bully it. Uh, Bill Burr, God bless. All right, guys, thank you. So no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, so are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid... We were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? 
In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it, it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Let's do a little bit of the review the reviewers. This is where I dig into the reviews on Apple Podcasts and we comment on them. In a way, we're kind of reviewing the reviewers themselves. Hence the name, Review the Reviewers. Thank you. Someone finally got it. <laughs> this is a five-star review. Okay, that's good to know. And the whole thing is really in the subject title, though I'll read the whole thing just because I think it's really important. Um, second thought there. But first of all, did you ever get that mortgage paid off? Now, they're referring to the Beach House Mortgage. Do you remember that we used to do the ads for? Yes. And then really quickly, this person goes on to say, just wondering, re-listening, and it reminded me, I love you, Sona and Matt. Conan, you're all right. Hey. And you pick the ones that you want to read. Uh, well, that one I just just pulled out of a hat. It was, there's yeah, no sure way you to did. know. There's you were no tearing, way to know. You were looking through a hat for six hours to use that <laughs> one. So that what's clip. up with the Beach House? Remember, the whole thing was that these ads were paying off this Beach House of yours, and then we never yeah, In the anything. very beginning of the podcast, I used to say, it was just a joke. I would say, well, I bought this Beach House, and I put down too much money, and- we liked the idea that I would talk about how my was I'd gotten myself into a bit of a financial bind, mm -hmm. and then I would <laughs> you'd hear seagulls in the background and waves crashing, and then I would just say, you know, State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> that just amused us for a while, and then it just kind of went away because uh, it um, it stopped amusing us as much. Yeah. But I think in the beginning it was kind of funny. It was so fun. I yeah. enjoyed that. What we would do is uh, have. You know, someone would always say, haven't you paid the beach house down yet? And I'd say, well, and then it was always me making a bad financial decision that got us deeper into the hole. So yeah. I'd say, oh, well, I, I built a deck. And you'd say, oh, you built a deck? Yeah, I built a deck. And they told me to use teak, but I didn't. And the deck costs a lot of money. And instead... I used balsa and uh, <laughs> the wood swelled up and it got washed away. And I I borrowed money against the mortgage to build the, what? You borrowed money? And then I was in yeah. more trouble. And then I'd go, anyway, Snapple has a new flavor. And uh, <laughs> it was the transition that was making us chuckle. But after a while, we realized we'd spend about 40 minutes talking about the beach house before we got to the ad. Yeah. And um, it wasn't efficient. No. It was kind of a fun joke, but man, just to get to a couple of ads that would otherwise take 20 seconds to read, 
I would do 40 minutes of exposition about this fake beach house. I know. And we were all enjoying it. And I think it's one of those things that just had its time. And then we yeah. moved on. Yes. And I dare say maybe we got too lazy to invent whole fake reasons why I needed to do the ad. <laughs> I know. Can you believe that um, was almost three years ago? Was it really? When we started doing that? Yeah. Wow. Three years. You know, I have to say the pandemic screwed up my sense of time completely. But- you know, for old time's sake, maybe we'll throw in a different conceit sometime. Just for just for old time's sake, you know. We don't have to. You don't want to. <laughs> you know, I bought a racehorse. Did you know that? Oh, you did. Yeah, I bought a racehorse, and uh, I thought I was making a good investment. It was very expensive. Well, is it fast? Can you actually race it? Uh, well, I found out it's not. This is embarrassing. It's not technically a horse. Oh God! It's, I'm still going to put uh, seagulls and waves under this. Yeah, do that. It turns out, and I don't know horse flesh that well, I'm, but um, it's a mule. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, it's a no. mule, and it's got a gamey uh, right-left leg. I said right-left, rear-left leg, and also right-left leg. It's left and it's right legs uh, in the front are switched. Oh, no. And I was, so I paid, you know, racehorses are very expensive. Yeah, how much yeah. did you pay for this? $650,000. Jesus. Yeah, I thought it was a pure breed, and I thought that this was the, the, the offspring, I was told, of a horse that won the Kentucky Derby. Oh, um, no. Yeah. And, and, it, and a mule. It. I I saw a photo of it. I bought it online, and then I did a Venmo. And, um, Conan. I know. Oh, God. And, and a mule can't even, am I right, can't even have a baby, so you can't no, even put it sterile. to stud. Mules are oh, sterile. God. Oh, God. And it's got milky eyes, weird milky <laughs> eyes. It can't see well, so I had to get oh. it fitted for glasses. <laughs> um, yeah, just so... You know, it can see if it's going to race and I'm still determined that it race. So I got it orthopedic shoes and glasses. Do you have a jockey? Well, that's the other problem. Any self-respecting jockey refuses to get on it. So you have to do it? No, I'm too big, but I'm going to get a child. <laughs> a child that doesn't know any better. Oh, one of Sona's twins. Dress it. Yeah, <laughs> probably one of Sona's twins will ride it. Uh, it has to be at least three years old so it can get its legs around the... The top of the mule. But anyway, okay. that's what we're going to do. That's, I, I just, I've, I, my wife is very upset with me and I'm in a bit of a hole yeah. uh, financially, which leads us to this next ad. <laughs> um, Bombas. Yeah. Bomba socks. Yeah. Ever buy a mule? Oh, wait, that's not it. Ever feel your feet need socks? Well, Bombas does it, man. They do it every time. They really engineer those socks and they put a lot of thought, which I wish I had done. When I bought the fucking mule with the milky eyes <laughs> and the screwed up legs and tried to enter it in a real race. But I blame the internet. It's the internet's fault. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sona Movsesian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. 
Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food service. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.